All right, glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. We'd love you to be a part of this extravaganza, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, you got Hunter Biden now. Oh, I'm uh, I'm getting out of the China business. Yeah, shocking. And now he's going on offense. He's, he's going on a real hard-hitting interview on ABC News. I can't wait for that one. Um, well, to say it's all a conspiracy theory, just always replace the name Trump with, you know, Biden, Obama, it doesn't matter who, any Democrat. And you're going to get a very different reaction from the mob and the media. And wait till you hear the tape from Project Veritas because it's mind numbing. And then on top of the tape from Project Veritas, where CNN fake news uh, lead president uh, Jeff Zucker and now we know as a stenographer, oh, they, this is all agenda-driven so-called news, fake news, taking marching orders from the top. And I hear today's report is only the tip of the iceberg. So we'll get to that. And you got ABC News having to apologize for what? Airing fake bombing video during a report on Syria. You can't make this up. That they showed a fake video purportedly showing the bombing of Syria by Turkish forces before apologizing for the mistake. And Turkey's military bombed the Kurds, civilians in a Syria bo- Syrian border town. The video was not from Syria, as reported, but instead a military gun demonstration in Kentucky that was published to YouTube in 2017. ABC apologized. It was taken down from their website. We're taking down the video that aired on World News tonight, Sunday, and Good Morning America this morning that appeared to be from the Syrian border. No, it would be Kentucky, a little different. Um, immediately after questions were raised about its accuracy. Uh, if they didn't have such an agenda, I, I don't know. It, it just is what the media is. I you, you watch all of this. You know, there's a the fake fraud mob in the media you know, a collective stroke over a video parody put together by, I guess, some of the president's supporters. I haven't really even seen it yet, showing the president assaulting various members of the press. It's graphic, part of a fake video shown during the pro-Trump press conference last week at the president's hotel and golf resort near Miami, according to the New York Liberal Times, which first reported the video's existence. Anyway, it's since drawn intense backlash from journalists, public figures, vile, horrific incitement of violence. Uh, we got Bernie Sanders screaming as, as his head is, is lit on fire and a, a former President Obama smashed face like a, a battering ram, what appears to be part of a, I don't know, a pulpit of some kind. And according to reports that I'm just reading about it, but, you know, from my position is, okay. you want to go after, I guess, individual citizens that put this up. Are we going to now look at the Madonna? I think an awful lot about blowing up the White House, the decapitated head of Donald Trump and Kathy Griffin and Johnny Depp's so-called joke about when's the last time an actor assassinated a president. I mean, we can, you know, we can feign phony outrage any which way we want, can't we? And that's what they do. That's what they do every single day of every single week. Oh, you know, now we've got, okay, ABC had to take down the video, you know, of the, the anxious, so anxious to air footage of Turkey's assault on the Kurds. Look, I don't have any doubt that the president is going to do what he always does. He's going to make adjustments as it relates to what's happening in Syria 
This is the same president that took the handcuffs off our military and beat back the caliphate in Syria. Okay, the president ran on. He doesn't want to be involved in these endless conflicts and wars. Probably didn't anticipate that Erdogan and Turkey would do what they are doing. Let's see what unfolds in the next week or two. You know, I still think that Iran is very much on the eye of the president. It's not an easy job being president, also dealing with a thousand witch hunts every second of every minute of every hour of every day. And I'm looking at James O'Keefe. You know, when you think it just can't get any worse. Well, it is. I mean, if you needed the proof, I don't know why, but we've got all the proof you could ever want. And that's, you know, Jeff Zucker now, CNN president, fake news president, and Jeff Zucker on a 9 a.m. call and a guy that apparently turns out to be a Bernie Sanders supporting Democrat. He's not even a part of the vast right wing conspiracy. Well, now he's out there and he was taping these meetings and what is nothing but Zucker's talking points. And I hear it's going to get worse as the week unfolds and we'll have. James O'Keefe on at the top of the next hour. We're just going to keep moving towards impeachment. You know, we shouldn't pretend, oh, this is going uh, one way and all these moves are their moves towards impeachment. In other words, everything I've said, everything the president has said, everything we've known. And the irony is just like with everything else involving Trump, everything they accuse everyone else of, they themselves are guilty of. And you got Jeff Zucker on tape. You know, between you and I, the media created this monster, calling the president a monster. And then going on and on, you have the media coordinator, Jeff Zucker, basically president of CNN, has a personal vendetta against Trump. It's not going to be positive for Trump. He hates him. He's going to be negative. And then Zucker, in his own words, I don't care about MSNBC, their event today. I don't care. Let's stay very focused on impeachment. And I'm like, okay. And then, oh, by the way, I want to say on this Lindsey Graham front, I know a lot of there's a lot of people at CNN that are friendly with Lindsey Graham. It's, it's time to knock that off. It's time to call him out. Oh, what are you going to go against the president of CNN? You know, for years, I, I read that I was told what to say on Fox News. Never happened. Not one time ever editorially ever. I was hired as a talk show host. Yeah, we do investigative reporting. We do straight news reporting. Yes, we do opinion. Uh, we vetted Obama. Nobody else would. And we were right. We vetted the deep state. Nobody else would. And what's what's unbelievable, they call themselves the most trusted name in news. Uh, no, not exactly. And, you know, you got a guy that worked for CNN for two years, says when he started, he had high hopes for the job. Game disillusion. Let's play this for you in total, because it's just just hear this. And, you know, calling on staffers across the country that, you know, Zucker wants to stay focused on one thing. Oh, and he also hates Fox News. Oh, yeah. They, it goes into those long these long diatribes about fake news. What's going on in America now is a fundamentally a result of years of fake news, conspiracy nonsense from Fox News and then saying the fake conspiracy nonsense that Fox has spread for years is now deeply embedded in American society. And frankly, that is beyond destructive for America. And I do not think we should be scared to say so. 
only conspiracies are them. They've got an agenda. They've always had an agenda. Now you can hear it. Let's play it. There's a um, second whistleblower, um, and that this now fortifies the complaint. I, I think as big of a story as what President Trump has done here is the Republicans' sort of either delusional or defiant or silent responses. I think it's as big a story uh, in, in what is going on. Let's just stay very focused on impeachment. Zucker wants impeachment every single day to be the top story. That's what he so, wants. Yeah, he wants impeachment. So above all else, I'm above all else. Yeah, because what's difficult is like we have some conflicting um, things at play here. Like there's a lot of people who are out here trying to like just do what they think is like the best of journalistic integrity, and then you get on the 9 a.m. call and big boss Jeff Zucker and tells you what to do. Uh-huh. And it's like, you have to, like, to a certain extent, you have to follow his verdict. Yeah, you gotta go with the... Rolls downhill, so you gotta go with, with, with the boss there. Yeah. And he's not, uh, well, he's big, uh... He, I mean, he's, he's like, had an ongoing feud with Trump. It's no surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had an ongoing feud with Trump since The Apprentice. He's known Trump for a long time. Like, they worked together back during The Apprentice. And so. hates his guts. I hate everything how everything is like all trump all the time now everyone at my everyone at the network complains about it they they hate covering trump every day i think what's going on in america now is really fundamentally uh the result of years uh of uh, fake news conspiracy uh nonsense from fake uh, from fox news uh that has taken root in this country um, and I'm, I'm dead serious about this at its best marching orders from the president of that network on down now on tape and it's only going to get worse we have uh james o'keefe uh project veritas coming up uh later in the program today you know we've got so much happening i mean it's keeping up with the pace of news now it's like the speed of light it really is we got deep state news now we're expecting the horowitz fisa abuse but it's also supposed to be beyond fisa abuse that either Thursday or Friday this week, more likely Monday or Tuesday of next week. So I am told, which is, in my view, you don't release any news on a Friday unless you want to bury it. That wouldn't be a smart idea. 
Now we've got Joe Biden's son. Well, he's finally parting waves with China. A lot of questions to answer. He's going to talk to ABC. Good. I want to know exactly what he did. We're going to give you the specifics of that coming up. Now, all these people trying to impeach Trump, impeach Trump, impeach Trump for nothing at all. Well, it's fascinating. Why? Because they want billionaires to face up to 97.5% tax rate under the Sanders plan. Apparently, that's what, you know, full confiscation. Let's take it all. Might as well just hand everything over to the government. One big pot. Now it's becoming more clear. And if you run the math, you know, that is unworkable also. So we'll get to that. And of course, the Ukraine madness, impeachment madness is just spinning so spiraling down so bad that none of this is good for the country. What have they ever done to help the country? What are the Democrats doing to make this a a more safe and secure world? I love how they now sound like hawks. On everything. Oh, yeah. No, no. We need our troops here and there. Oh, OK. They, they politicize all aspects of war. Now we need people there. Oh, OK. When they're there, why don't you bring them home? You shouldn't have them there. All right. As we roll along, Sean Hannity uh, show here. All right. So uh, Hunter Biden is now on his. OK, I guess my dad paved the way good enough that I can uh, now go out and say it's a conspiracy theory, a vast right wing conspiracy theory. And maybe it's also a good time. I'll step down by the end of the month from the board of the Chinese backed private equity firm. I know we've spent a lot of time on Ukraine and and Vice President Biden. uh, Yeah, withholding a billion dollars. You got six hours. You either fire him or uh, I'm taking the money home using our taxpayer money as leverage. You know, the one thing I can tell about the country, Ukraine, I don't think anything goes on there that's not corrupt. It's unbelievable. The more I learn. Anyway, Hunter Biden now and the big money was always in China, wasn't it? That was the not the millions, but the billion five. Now he's going to step down at the end of the month from the board of the Chinese backed private equity firm and pledge not to work for foreign firms if his father is elected president. Under a Biden administration, Hunter will readily comply with any and all guidelines or standard standards A President Biden may issue to address purported conflicts of interest or the appearance of such conflicts, including any restrictions related to overseas business interests. According to this lawyer, I can guarantee you what is going on in with with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden is very obvious. He'll go get a fluffy interview at ABC News. He will have practice, probably my guess, for weeks. He will have his predetermined vast right wing conspiracy, Donald Trump conspiracy theorist answer. But it doesn't answer any of the fundamental questions, does it? About whether or not what he did, what area of expertise, you know, caused him to be on these boards when he seems to have no experience with China, Ukraine, no background in private equity or oil or gas or energy, as was written in the book Secret Empires by Peter Schweitzer. So backing off. And now there's also a Daily Caller article that Hunter Biden still holds a stake in the Chinese private equity firm, even though he's stepping down 10 percent equity stake in the firm. Whoopsie daisy. 
All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, so a lot of things happening quickly and simultaneously in the now Ukraine witch hunt, which is an impeachment inquiry underway. You know, at some point, you, you got to see this for what it all is. Three years, we didn't get what we wanted. Nancy Pelosi, even before we knew anything. Oh, we've got many reasons. This is just one of the many reasons we'll, we'll look to impeach him. You know, and then we've got the connection to uh, Adam Schiff and his his answer about contact with the whistleblower in the office. And it's also apparently a Joe Biden supporter. Well, we'll we'll find another whistleblower, non whistleblower and get more secondhand, thirdhand hearsay information. And he says, well, I should have been more clear in explaining the whistleblower's contact with his House Intelligence Committee. Quickly, do you regret saying that we, the committee, weren't in touch with the whistleblower? I should have been much more clear. And I said so the minute it was brought to my attention that I was referring to the fact that when the whistleblower filed the complaint, um, we had not heard from the whistleblower. We wanted to Mm -hmm. bring the whistleblower in at that time. Uh, But I should have been much more clear about that. Should have been. Yeah, I just should have been more clear with that. And he'll get away with that with the media mob. Now we know, you know, CNN's president leading the impeachment efforts and and giving out the talking points, directing their hosts what to say and everything else that will be coming out this week. Um, I regret last month, you know, OK, they told him to get a lawyer. They're literally telling the whistleblower, non whistleblower, get a lawyer and I do this and I do this and I do this. So he's part of the effort and he tried to hide it and he got caught. And that's the story. And now we see that the cowardly shifty shift is now trying to keep the impeachment non whistleblower whistleblowers identity secret. Now, that should set off alarm bells because he won't even let the smoking gun impeachment whistleblower non whistleblower to testify at all. Not even with a disguised voice and a bag over the person's head. Not responding to written questions. We're not even allowed to see a silhouette of the person. You know, how do we know whether, you know, the cowardly shifty shifts top whistleblower actually even exists? I mean, for two years, he he was running around lying to the country. Schiff himself. The old, and the great irony, once again, the only one on tape colluding with Russians or somebody thought was a Russian. It was a prankster. About getting compromising materials uh, from uh, Donald Trump. Uh, what are the nature of uh, the naked, uh, the compromising materials, uh, naked pictures of Trump? Uh, does Vladimir know? Yeah, but of course, Vladimir and uh, niece, uh, yes, and well, Vladimir know the naked pictures. All right, so he's the House Intelligence Committee chairman. And, you know, this all, we don't even need a whistleblower because we got the transcript. And by the way, Republicans need to say it's not impeachable. Get this thing out. Get out in front of this thing with a united voice because there's nothing wrong with the transcript at all. We don't need some Joe Biden supporter and friend of Joe Biden non whistleblower to you know control the narrative. And I know we've talked a lot about Biden on tape bragging about leveraging our money to fire a prosecutor. Why? Why would any vice president do that? That doesn't make sense on the surface, does it? But, you know, Ukraine is millions. The big story is in the billion five as it relates to the Bank of China. I'd say that's probably a bigger issue in the end. 
And, you know, after insisting for weeks that Hunter and Joe Biden did nothing wrong in their dealings with China, Ukraine, the Biden's just admitted that and maybe there is something wrong with Hunter's being paid the big bucks by all these foreign companies uh, as he's traveling along with dad to Asia and China and Air Force Two and 10 days later getting this big money deal for a company with him and Whitey Bulger's nephew, the mobster in murderer in, in Massachusetts, mur- that guy's nephew, and then John Kerry's stepson. And how is it that you have, you know, he, all right, so Hunter Biden announces stepping down. And he's going to go on ABC and give his talking points that I'm sure have been well vetted out and prepared in advance. That would be my very strong guess. But anyway, you've got him stepping down as, dire- as director's position at this Chinese private equity firm. Well, we haven't been able to find any background in private equity. We haven't been able to find any background in energy or oil either. So what exactly are you doing for one case millions, but in another case, a billion five? By the way, people say, well, it's you're picking on his child. The guy's 49 years old. He's almost my age. Serving on the board of of these companies, remaining the director of the BHR, the Shanghai Equity Investment Fund Management Company. By the way, a Chinese investment firm. Or by the way, Mr. Trump also alleges inappropriate conduct. Now, if you take any one of these issues and you replace the name Biden with Trump, what do you get? You get the mob in the media and their never ending attacks against the Trump family. Even if it includes Baron Trump, you know, the kids, you know, it doesn't matter how old they are in their cases. You know, the statement released now through Biden, Hunter Biden's lawyer described his work in Ukraine at no time as any law enforcement agency, either domestic or foreign, alleged that Hunter engaged in wrongdoing at any point during his five-year term. Okay, I look at ABC and I look at Washington Post and they came up with a very different interpretation because they interviewed the prosecutor said one thing, but I, you know, who knows how to figure any of these people out? Anyway, and then, you know, Joe is saying in Iowa, Altoona, Iowa, Yesterday, that he wasn't consulted on his son's statement about resigning from the Chinese company's board. Instead, he found out and was informed by his son's lawyers. I'm not sure I believe any of that. I really don't. I mean, if you're saying that you did nothing wrong in your dealings with China and the billion five and all this stuff. Well, is there something wrong if they're now saying, oh, yeah, I'm resigning? And, and also saying under a Biden administration, we, well, we just had an Obama Biden administration that failed spectacularly that uh, the son Hunter will readily comply with any and all guidelines or standards of President Biden may issue to address purported conflicts of interest on the appearance of such conflicts, including restrictions related to overseas business interests, said the attorney again. In any event, Hunter will agree not to serve on boards or work on behalf of foreign-owned companies. You know, okay. A little late, right? A lot of money that we're talking about here. If you take, I don't care, go back to the primary with Bernie Sanders in, in 2016. And the, the stack, the deck was stacked. It was rigged. Then you take the, the whole issue of the secret server. Yep. Top secret classified information, clear, unambiguous, violation, felony 
Espionage Act, every single occasion and every subsection they're in. And those are all felony charges that I would think of the name Trump. If Trump rigged a primary, I think there'd be a lot different media coverage, don't you? If Trump, in fact, had a secret email server with top secret classified information on it, I think the media would be a lot different in their coverage. And then if Trump had subpoenaed emails and he decided to erase them and then have somebody clean the hard drive with bleach bit and bust up devices with hammers, again, I think we'd have a very different reaction. We've heard Russia, Russia, Russia for investigations, nothing, 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 nothing. And yet we have a real Russian dossier full of real Russian lies paid for, bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC with funneled money through a law firm, campaign finance, then a hiring an op research firm that hires a foreign national to impact the 2016 election. And in the interim, before the election, leaking for reasons we now know that had more to do with circular reporting, but also with the propaganda, hookers, uh, Ritz-Carlton, Moscow, urinating on beds. Great. You know, you got the propagandists in the media, the media extension of the, you know, basically all things Democrat, socialist, radical and extremist. Yeah, they're leaking all this stuff to impact the 2016 election. Then, of course, we're denying the constitutional rights of one Carter Page. And then we have the dirty, unverified dossier, even though a FISA application says verified on the top of it. It's now unverifiable, we know, because not even its author stands by it. And you got this weekend, whenever it was, Carl Bernstein, a never-Trumper, a hater of all things Trump, trying to help Andrew McCabe, the deputy FBI director, get ahead of the horrific story, which is about to come out with the IG report on FISA abuse, giving him every pass in the book. Now, if it was Donald Trump's dossier, I doubt the media mob would give him a pass. I doubt that that if this was uh, Hillary, you'd ever see, you know, a director from fake news presidents, you know, directing peace, focus on impeachment, stay on it. Yeah, we Trump's a monster. We created this monster. And then stay on that. Wow. Unbelievable to me. But these are the times we live in. Sick times we live in. You know, and now we'll have the cover on ABC, you know, after, you know, insisting for weeks they did nothing wrong. Now paid big bucks by foreign companies, countries that his father was in charge of in the Obama Biden administration. OK, you step down as director at the Chinese private equity firm. Not sure what background or experience you've ever had. There seems to be zero. Now he's not going to serve on any foreign boards of his father's president. Why didn't he do that when he was vice president? What if it was Donald Trump? What if it was Donald Trump spying on another campaign, using a dirty Russian dossier to influence the election, and then having deep state operatives help Donald Trump defeat its opponent, and then having deep state operatives engage in a counterintelligence investigation, the origins of which I hope we get to really soon. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the problem. Um, what's that? Um, no, I'm probably, yeah, excuse me. I'm doing two things at once. You see, our producer is texting me. So my, my mind was wondering. I apologize. You know, I see things. I send them to you. You're welcome. Oh, okay. 
Anyway, so they're going to step down and they're going to serve on the board. But now we have a report which is very interesting out of the Daily Caller that Biden would still hold a 10 percent stake in this Chinese private equity firm. Well, is that going to be Are we going to divest of that, too? Because that wasn't made clear by anybody. I got it. Now we'll go to the fake news media that will just just ask the, the question. So let's make sure everything's all right. Did you hear about Matt Gates got kicked out of an impeachment inquiry hearing today? Anyway, got the boot as he tried to sit in on the testimony of a former top National Security Council expert on Russia. Appearing on Capitol Hill, part of the House impeachment inquiry that's not even official. And Gates is on the House Judiciary Committee, and he attempted to attend the testimony of Fiona Hill, a deputy assistant to the president, but was told because he was not a member of the House Intel Committee, he had to leave. House Intel Oversight Foreign Affairs Committees are conducting the impeachment of inquiry into Donald Trump. OK, we'll get rid of him. We don't want anybody around to see what we're doing. Anyway, he expressed his disappointments. Every American needs to understand this is bad. We found a flashback we put up on Hannity.com footage of Tom Brokaw calling out Biden's history of corruption. This goes back to 2008. Quote, you received $214,000 in campaign contributions from a company and its employees at the same time you were fighting for a bankruptcy bill. This company really wanted to get passed in the Senate. Senator Obama was opposed to the bill. You voted against an amendment that would call for a warning on predatory lending. You opposed efforts to strengthen the protections for people in bankruptcy. And your son was working for the company. In retrospect, wasn't this inappropriate? Whoopsie daisy. Now, it's all going to boomerang. The one thing you've got to understand here with Russia, 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 impeach, impeach, impeach. You know, never ended. Now it's stormy, stormy, asshole, asshole. And now it's, you know, Ukraine, Ukraine. Or if not that, they'll come up with 50 other things. Everything that they accuse Trump of, they're guilty of. Dirty Russian dossier, that was Clinton's. Violating laws, rigging, that's Clinton. Ukraine, you got four senators threatening to withhold aid. And Biden on tape. China, just imagine if this was... Vice President Donald Trump and one of his kids, billion five private equity. And they're actually in business and have been in business in this thing. It's going to boomerang as it always does, because that which they accuse Trump of that they themselves are guilty of. And it is uh, it is mind numbing to me because you got literally billions of dollars in this China deal. You know, okay. You're leaving the board of the Chinese investment firm. Are you divesting? Are you giving the money now to charity? Is that what's going to come out tomorrow when you talk about the vast right wing conspiracy and you regurgitate your practice talking points? Because that's what we're going to probably get tomorrow. Pretty, pretty significant. We also have Sidney Powell on today. You know, Robert Mueller sought dirt on Trump from 13 foreign governments, 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence, grand jury information collected during the Mueller investigation shared with foreign governments, 13 specific countries, according to the Washington Examiner. And they're trying to impeach President Trump. He wanted Ukrainian investigators turn over whatever corruption evidence they have. Well, guess who contacted foreign governments 13 freaking times? In a bid to get dirt on Trump. What are the senators' names that were trying to get Ukraine to dig up dirt on Trump? Now, this FISA abuse uh, 
memo by Inspector General Horowitz, expected soon, supposed to go beyond FISA abuse. We'll see. Hopefully we'll have justice and we'll remain a constitutional republic. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, um, this is mind-blowing but not surprising. And it has to do with fake news, CNN, their, their lead guy, Jeff Zucker, and their agenda. And now it's all been recorded. If you, if you had any doubt, you don't need to have any doubt anymore. Uh, this is uh, another project, Veritas, James O'Keefe, expose. And, you know, the Never Trump Network, they're getting their marching orders from the top. And, and what have I always said about Humpty Dumpty? Humpty Dumpty is Jeff Zucker's stenographer. You know, all weekend long, he's obsessed with Fox, 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 Fox. You know, the, if they maybe would focus on their programming. A little bit, not the agenda. Focus on doing just some fair programs. You know, maybe, and if they weren't state Democratic run TV and an extension of all things extreme radical Democratic Party. I mean, Jeff Zucker is using this network. Now we hear it in his own words for the purpose of impeaching the president and attacking Fox News. And that's all you ever see. Anyway, James O'Keefe is with us. He's the founder of Project Veritas. How are you? Hey, Sean, great to be with you today. All right. Now, it says part one. How many parts are we getting? Might as well get that out of the way now, because you always. Good. Well, Sean, Go well, Sean this, uh, this guy, this uh, Kerry Porch is his name. Uh, he has I met him in the spring and he has been recording for uh, since the spring and has been recorded hundreds of hours of video and audio. So this is just part one. We released a 16 minute video. Jeff Zucker, he got into his editorial meetings at 9 a.m., and recorded, secretly recorded Jeff Zucker uh, talking, bashing Fox News, calling it, quote, fake conspiracy nonsense and destructive for America, talking about not doing any other stories but impeachment. And what's interesting about these tapes, Sean, is the recordings show all of these people. These are not low-level people. These are vice presidents, floor directors, floor managers, media coordinators, and producers, all saying the same thing, that Zucker has a vendetta against Trump. This is a quote, vendetta against Trump. We've, quote, sold our soul to the devil. We've become the Trump network. So people say that what we do is isolated incidents. This is a Greek chorus of CNN employees filmed by their own staffer, all calling CNN uh, basically fake news. It goes very deep into this. Let me just ask the the, the technical questions about the, the tape recording. So you have this sure. guy who's secretly recording the network president, Jeff Zucker. Impeachment is the story. Fox News is a fake news conspiracy nonsense. And, you know, enthusiastically stating Fox News is beyond destructive, as by the way. He's pushing an agenda. He's not pushing for truth, you know, ordering his his on air talent. Stop any friendliness towards uh, Lindsey Graham. Um, he has a, even the CNN media coordinator saying he's got a, an agenda against Trump, a vendetta. So here's my question. So how many everyone always asked, did you edit these tapes? Did any editing go on? Sean, I've won seven straight lawsuits. They, they, I've, I've never in my life made a, made a selective edit. There's, they can't actually point to the edit. All journalism is edited selectively so for time. By the way, 60 minutes all the time, every every weekend. No, but, but I've never, I mean, I, I we have a multi-million dollar 
professional organization and we take our jobs very seriously. And I've gone to court, I've litigated over and over these cases and I've won each and every case. They've said what they said. It's in context. I will go under oath, as would my production staff, to testify that this is all in context. These people actually said this. And by the way, Sean, what makes this story so unbelievable is not just that we caught CNN's president, Jeff Zucker, on tape admitting that they're they're pushing an agenda for political reasons. What's remarkable is the guy who recorded it is not one of our undercover people. This is a, this is an employee for CNN. Kerry Porch is his name, and he said something quite remarkable in this in this piece. We interviewed him. He went on the record. He's, cur- he's a current employee, and he said. Sean, that uh, he had no other option. He's a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He's a Democrat who voted for Bernie Sanders, who was so disgusted by CNN that he did this, Sean. Let's play Carrie Porch undercover Project Veritas. Good morning, everybody. Um, Good. Okay, let's start with Washington, please. I, I don't care about the OSMBC event. Okay, I don't care about him. Let's just stay very focused on impeachment. Uh, my name is Kerry Porch. I'm a satellite uplink technician. I'm a contractor at the CNN Washington, D.C. Bureau. Jeff Zucker, yeah, basically president of CNN, has a personal vendetta against Trump. It's not going to be positive for Trump. He hates him. He's going to be negative. Uh, I decided to wear a hidden camera. I decided to secretly record the 9 a.m. rundown call meetings, and it's basically run by Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN. came to work at CNN, I mean, it was my dream job. And that dream actually just turned into a nightmare. So I, I just want to say on the Lindsey Graham front, I know that there's a lot of people at CNN that are friendly with Lindsey Graham. Time to knock that off. And it's time to call him out. And I think what's going on in America now is really fundamentally uh, the result of years uh, of uh, fake news, conspiracy, uh, nonsense from fake out from Fox News. He was calling Fox News fake news and a propaganda machine. And with what I saw, I'm like, that's pretty much what CNN was. Like, he's just pumping out propaganda. Uh, the, the fake conspiracy nonsense that uh, Fox has spread for years uh, is now deeply embedded in American society. Uh, and frankly, that is non-destructive to America. And I do not think we should be uh, scared to, to say so. I just want them to own where they're at. Like, hey, if we if we lean left, cool. Let's just say we lean left. If we lean right, let it be known. But I, again, it just dovetails back to that thing. I just want people to have the information and make up their own minds. Referring to the president as a monster. And between you and I, media created this monster. Let's stay very focused on impeachment. Oh, they've got an agenda. And it's not news. It's an agenda. And of course, uh, oh, yeah, I want to just say on the Lindsey Graham, I know there are a lot of people friendly with Lindsey Graham here at CNN. It's time to knock that off. Time to call him out as he gives his marching orders. And I think what's going on in America now is really fundamentally a result of years of fake news, conspiracy nonsense of Fox News and 
and this fake conspiracy nonsense, which is them, that Fox has spread over the years is now deeply embedded in American society. And frankly, that is beyond destructive for America. What he's doing is beyond destructive. He's he is now state run extreme radical TV and he's given the marching orders. And I don't think we should be scared to say so. James O'Keefe. Wow. I mean, yeah, Sean, this is a, I mean, I don't even know what's more remarkable. The fact that a CNN insider employee staffer turned on the network, who's who that person is a Democrat and voted for Bernie Sanders and was so disgusted, or the fact that the president of a news corporation is on the phone with his, uh, uh, literally talking into the earpiece of people on the set. That's something you'll see come out soon. Barking at them to to harp on impeachment. That is not news. That is... Uh, well, slow down. You're, you're, you're saying, you're giving it away. You should never do that on my show. You I know should me. never give it away. I should never... Well, but hang my... on. You're, you're saying that we will hear Zucker calling an on-air host and telling them what to say? That's, we you know, I shouldn't have given that away, but we, we have all these, we have hundreds of hours of tapes, and one of them uh, uh, shows Zucker basically uh, t- trying to push an agenda live on live television uh, involving Kellyanne Conway um, calling into the earpiece. So this is the sort of thing that this insider can you, whistleblower. Can you tell can, us what show? show? Uh, not yet. I mean, we just broke it's, this first piece. And we all right. All right. Fair, fair enough. Serves. Fair enough. You're saying this guy that did this taping is not even a conservative. He's a, a Bernie no. Sanders Democrat. He voted for Bernie Sanders. He's a Democrat. He's a very reasonable guy. Um, I think he's been disillusioned with the media. He, his exact quote was he came to CNN wanting to get involved in media, and it became his nightmare. And and by the way, it's not just him. I mean, if you look into the tapes, they're all saying the same thing. Many of them, in fact, are far left. But even the far left employees go, we used to do the news. We no longer do the news. It's just become, the, again, this is to quote a man named Mike Brevna, floor manager, he says, quote, CNN sold themselves to the devil. He says it's the Trump network. And they're all saying the same thing. It's just that it's gotten to the point in our country where some people are so disgusted they're willing to give it all up, Sean. This is what you and I talked about, the be brave effort where people put a camera on and say, to hell with it. I'm going to expose it. I want the public to know what's going on. Projectveritas.com slash brave. Kerry came up to me at CPAC and he said, I work for a three-letter news organization. I want one of those cameras. And that's what he did, Sean. He recorded for months. What has happened to him? Because I guess we can officially say he's a real whistleblower. He's still working for the company. Um, he, he's he's not yet left, and uh, he has not been contacted yet, Sean, although there is some news. This morning, uh, he went to work. Kerry went to work. He decided to go, and he recorded this morning's 9 a.m. Jeff Zucker editorial meeting. And in this meeting, Sean, this is not part of our production because it just happened a couple of hours ago. In this meeting, President of CNN, Jeff Zucker, actually said, uh, we know about the Project Veritas tapes, and he's, you, you can hear his voice. We put it on Twitter. And he's very visibly uh, uh, flustered, Jeff Zucker is, saying, we know about the tapes, but guys, just just focus on doing your jobs. Try not to pay attention to that. So we actually have tape of Zucker saying on this morning's meeting that not to worry about the tapes. It's pretty extraordinary, Sean. Uh, I I literally am blown away by all this. You know, it's interesting because Fox, look, I've been there from day one. I was never told by anybody ever what to say ever about anything. 
And I, I mean, this the very thing again, it's like the Democrats and Trump, the very things they're guilty of. Yeah, the Russian dirty dossier. Yeah. Uh, outsourcing intelligence gathering. Yeah. Democratic senators threatening to withhold aid if they don't continue in Ukraine, the support of the Mueller investigation. Uh, you got three senators in that case. Then you got Chris Murphy, another senator involved in all of this. Everything they accuse them of, of of Trump of they're guilty of now it's like everything they accuse Fox of they're guilty of Fox is not guilty of this you know as I, it's mind numbing to me but <laughs> I mean I think I think it's important for us to know who governs public opinion the public opinion is governed by the press and we need to know how the sausage is made and and uh, yes I think it's extraordinary that Jeff Zucker is pushing an agenda in his editorial meetings. This is the president of a news network uh, uh, harping on an agenda and saying, oh, it's really inspirational that someone would blow the whistle um, and record all this. And, and uh, I think it. I think the journalists are going to just not want to get caught doing it instead of actually reforming their behavior. And I hope that they actually reform their behavior instead of worrying about getting caught. We'll take a break. More with uh, James O'Keefe, founder of Project Veritas. We will air these tonight on Hannity, 9 Eastern on Fox. I doubt fake news CNN will cover themselves. Quick break. Right back. Oh, Kimberly Strassel at the bottom of the hour. Sidney Powell, the attorney for General Flynn, all coming up. We have a lot to get to on this busy breaking news day. Straight ahead. I'm unconcerned. Uh, Meanwhile, he's just driving the agenda again. Uh, James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. This uh, this is look, you've done some great undercover work over the years. I I watch in amazement as you get criticized every time for following the exact same model of 60 Minutes all these years. Our whistleblowers are not anonymous, Sean, and we don't put anonymous hearsay quotes in quotes. We only report the facts unless you can see the person's lips moving and the person goes on the record. This is not an anonymous fake whistleblower. This is an actual staffer for CNN. And I think that's what makes it so powerful. And I have gotten in the last few hours more people inside another person, one person, inside CNN messaged me saying that this person feels the same way. So in other words, it's like a movement of of insiders who are disgusted. That's what we're calling the Be Brave, projectveritas.com slash brave. If you're on the inside, want to wear a camera and blow the whistle, on your institution. Um, this is the most trusted name of news, Sean, and we got quotes, everyone saying that they're that they're basically not doing legitimate news gathering. It's their words, not mine. Let me let me in the 30 seconds I've got left, and that's all I really have, uh, what's coming and and how many days rollout we have here. I, I'm, we're, there's a debate tomorrow, so we, we're going to release more tapes showing uh, uh, their perspective on candidates and their and their questions, uh, softball questions that they ask, that they admit that they're asking, and uh, we're just going to keep rolling it out. But this is a huge story, and, it's massive. and uh, we're going to just leak a big, big story a little bit at a time, Sean. 
CNN fake news. And of course, you have the even as bad or worse. You've got the uh, Area 51 Roswell Rachel Maddow channel of conspiracy theories and the extension of the DNC. It's MSDNC. Anyway, Project Veritas will air this tonight on Hannity, 9 Eastern uh, on the Fox News channel. And everything we've said is now proven true again. Thank you, James O'Keefe. Thanks, Sean. All right, 25 till the uh, top of the hour. Um, In a second, I'm going to introduce the Wall Street Journal's Kimberly Strassel. I've gotten a hold of her brand new book just out today, uh, best-selling author, and this is a defining book on what is happening in the country at this moment. Resistance at all costs, how Trump haters are breaking America. It's the name of the book. Let me just let's listen to the mob and the media. We've gone through the double standard. You know, Ukraine, if it's Donald Trump, vice president and Donald Trump, Jr., very different coverage. If it's uh, Donald Trump with classified top secret information on a secret server and and breaks the espionage laws and subsections over and over again, if it's Donald Trump's subpoenaed emails deleted and acid washing the hard drive and hammers, it's a whole different story in the mob. If it's if it's Donald Trump in Russia, well, it's we already know where that goes, even when there's foreign investigations that go nowhere. But a dirty Russian dossier unverified is is used for what? To secure the four warrants over the course of a year to spy on the Trump campaign transition and presidency. Whoopsie daisy. And what about, oh, well, Ukraine is important, but it's not important that taxpayer dollars were leveraged to force somebody that was investigating the son of the vice president. They don't care about that either. That's a conspiracy theory. All right. Well, why is he bragging about it? You know, unanswered questions was spying abroad and outsourcing intelligence gathering to friendly nations for the for the purpose of circumventing uh, American constitutional law. And our rights to privacy and against unreasonable search and seizure. That important. Let's just play this quick. If he takes the risk of going to trial and he's convicted, that could be seen as an impeachable offense. If Trump were caught on a video camera snorting cocaine in the White House, maybe with one of his children, there was at least a chance he'd be impeached. If he's not a legitimately elected president in your mind, there are tools that Congress has. I don't see how that wouldn't be an impeachable offense. That tweet fits the Republican definition of an impeachable offense more fully than what Bill Clinton was actually impeached for. Impeachment is very difficult. Grounds for impeachment. It's an impeachable offense. All right, joining us now, reacting to all of this, uh, Kimberly Strassel, terrific writer. Uh, I've gotten to know her. She's been on radio and TV with us uh, many times before. It's called Resistance, parentheses, at all costs, how Trump haters are breaking America. Kimberly, first of all, I can't put it down. It is a defining book of the moment we're living in in the country. It, none of it's good. The double standard, I mean, it is It is. All truth, reason, fidelity to truth, uh, common sense uh, are are gone. It's a it's a mass psychosis of all these Trump haters that never got over losing the election. Well, first of all, Sean, thanks for those kind words. I really appreciate it. Well, I mean um, it. 
And and everything you said about the double standard is absolutely right. And I would only add to that. I would also say there's a psychological term for this, which is projection. So everything that the left accuses the right of doing, not only is a right not done it, it's because something that the left has done itself. And that's really the theme of this book is that for three years, we've been told that it's Donald Trump who is undermining our institutions and breaking our democracy and he's a budding authoritarian, et cetera, and so on. If you step back and you take an objective look, first of all, his his administration has been far more rule-bound than anything we had in the last eight years of a presidency. But when you look and see where the real damage is coming to each of our institutions and core standards, it's all coming from the left, whether it be what they did at the FBI and DOJ, what they've done to the Senate confirmation process, or what they're doing now with House impeachment. So what's the first thing you learned that was kind of most mind-blowing of the tactics of this radical left that you want this audience to know? Well, it's about the real damage that is happening. And I think this is very important because, again, we hear constantly from the other side that Trump is breaking democracy. But let's just step back and look at this. We have a nation that has lost its faith in the FBI and the Department of Justice. And that's not on Donald Trump. That's on Jim Comey and Andy McCabe and those who abused their authority at the FBI uh, to launch a counterintelligence investigation and break the rules with the FISA court. You know, we have a Senate confirmation process that was broken during Kavanaugh. That did not, that's not Donald Trump. That falls on Senate Democrats and activists. Uh, we have people that are, are reducing the meaning of impeachment, uh, a House that's instantly hitting A.G. Bill Barr with contempt resolutions for for just following the law. We've got bureaucrats acting as whistleblowers. We have uh, judges out in the judiciary who are issuing national injunctions right and left in violation of all judicial norms. It's that damage. You know, at some point, one day down the road, Donald Trump won't be president anymore, whether it's one year or five years. But these things that are happening, this damage, it's going to be with us for a long time. So Speaker Gingrich, longtime friend of mine, smart strategist in his own right, is saying this is not just a resistance. He's and I agree with him. This is a coup or at least a coup attempt, a direct attempt to have a duly elected president remove from office by any means necessary. So do you agree with that? Well, I certainly think some of the actions that have been taken fall into that category. I mean, the one that, you know, keeps coming back to me was this supposed discussion between Andy McCabe and other members of the Department of Justice about removing the president under the 26th Amendment. I mean, that's a that's a highly disturbing thing. Sixty some million people voted. I think that also gets to the impeachment question, too. Look, let's be clear and let's be fair under the Constitution. I mean, the House if they want to, they can impeach you for walking the wrong way, wearing the wrong color socks. It's on them. But fundamentally, they have to have accountability for that because it's overturning the results of the American people and the results of an election. Um, And I think that, you know, were they to do that without the support of any Republican or Republicans in the Senate or, or, you know, the majority of the American people, then that is an attempt to, to remove a president. Former Deputy FBI Director McCabe, well, he started the investigations into Carter Page and Papadopoulos, General Flynn, and now in an interview says Christopher Steele was a vetted and trusted source. Okay, that's just a lie on their part. Your reaction? 
is also something that is just a complete breakdown of our norms and institutions. And of course, I'm talking here about the media. I mean, Andrew McCabe is at the center of an enormous and and serious accusation that the FBI fundamentally abused its powers and did the wrong thing. And we're about to get an inspector general who's going to put a big report out on that. We have an attorney general who was so concerned about it that he actually tasked a U.S. attorney, John Durham, with looking into this question. Okay, if you are the center, you are the target of that investigation, and you have been accused of this much uh, abuse of power, what what responsible media station puts you on as a paid analyst and allows you to just tell your side of the story and actually get a salary for it? I mean, we didn't used to do things like this, but the media has also jumped into this resistance They they to levels that we've never seen before. This is not just bias. This is them working outright to see the end of this president. And, and so you end up with John Brennan on TV. You end up with Andy McCabe on TV. You end up with all of these guys also serving as anonymous sources for stories that are presented as straight news. It's 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 not a good situation. So, Dana, I'm watching the left and I actually believe, Kimberly, that, you know, maybe I just become too cynical in my old age. I just know too much. No president has had to deal with the leaks that this president deals with. You know, oh, the Australian prime minister, the Mexico president, uh, the president of Ukraine. I mean, the resistance. And then then you get all those associations, Adam Schiff's office. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have worked with them and I should have been more honest. The double standard is clear, but they seem to have a real fear about Barr right now. Well, I think that's why you're seeing what we're seeing. Yeah, I think that that's why we're seeing a lot of this, right? I mean, the, the, we've been watching this for months, Sean, but the pace has certainly ratcheted up, right? I mean, why suddenly now are we having a, a full on quote, uh, unquote, impeachment inquiry? You know, why suddenly is the media going all in on this to an extent that they've never done before? Why do you see the attacks coming out on AG Barr for asking questions? It's all designed to undermine the credibility. They are vastly concerned about what's about to come out, and they're trying to change the narrative. You know, I mean, this is the whole thing. I know they want to. And I'm hearing. Well, first, I was hearing Thursday or Friday this week. Now I'm hearing likely Monday or Tuesday that we get the Pfizer report. I hear it's devastating. What do your sources tell you? And what do you hear about the, quote, Durham slash bar investigation where they spend an awful lot of time with our Western European allies and their intelligence agencies and Italy and Great Britain and then really far away in Australia because we believe there might have been outsourcing of intelligence gathering to circumvent laws. Well, first of all, everything I have heard about Horowitz is that he's a pretty straight up guy and he's been asking the right questions. And I think that's important. And one thing I would remind people, look, to me, there's going to be some litmus tests when you look at this report. Don't forget that how all of this got started is Devin Nunes put out that memo all the way back in February of 2018. And he said, here is how uh, the FBI abused the FISA process. And then you'll remember not long after that, Adam Schiff put out his own dueling narrative. Well, I think what we're going to find out in this report is that that Nunes memo was right. Um, and then that, to me, is going to require a lot of people to now look back and, and realize that what Adam Schiff said was a bunch of hooey. And they're going to have to ask themselves, is this is a guy that they trust to be running this impeachment inquiry? Well, I mean, I think that question, but anybody, I mean, look at... Nancy Pelosi doesn't even know what the transcript is going to say, but we'll impeach him either for that or we'll just find another story. Let's 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 throw some toilet paper up against the wall and see what sticks here. 
But I guess the worst part of all of this is that you have to suspend all consistency, all fidelity to truth, objective truth. You have to suspend all common sense and you have to buy into that. It's okay, as you point out, you know, everything boomerangs back on them. You have to you have to ignore the sins of the people you like politically and blame Trump for something that is far less severe, even in terms of an accusation. That's well, a, that, that to, is not a reality yeah. that we can survive in. No, that's just it. They have to understand that at some point, if they're going to let all of these genies out of the bottle, the genies are going to come after them. OK, at some point down the road, I don't know when there will be a Democratic president and there'll be a Republican House. And if this is the bar they're going to set for when it's allowed to impeach, we're going to end up impeaching every single president. You know, at some point, there'll probably be a Democratic president that gets to name somebody to the Supreme Court. If what they did with Kavanaugh is our new norm, does the country really want to go through this every single time? And no, that's you want to know what the, the difference is about and, the damage. And, and Democrats would argue that it was with Clinton. But you remember the old independent counsel statute. Uh, Ken Starr identified 11 specific felonies uh, to be investigated as it relates to Clinton. That never happened with Mueller. So then they just move on to the next thing. All right, let's try this one to impeach him. I, I, I think we've done some of our best work here on radio and on TV. The montages with the dates and they've been screaming impeachment since the day, two days after he was elected. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Kimberly Strassel, resistance at all costs, how Trump haters are breaking America. Brand new book, Wall Street Journal columnist. This book is phenomenal. Um, quick break right back. We will continue news roundup information overload. The great Sidney Powell at the top of the hour and more straight ahead. All right. As we continue, Kimberly Strassel, Wall Street Journal with us, a brand new book out today. I mean, this is a powerful book. I, I don't know why I didn't get an early copy, uh, Kimberly, but you're forgiven. That's fine. Uh, resistance. Oh, man, I will have words. I well, have I mean, words, I get a hold of it today and I'm trying my best. I'm loving it. I'm not putting it down and. You know, I've got other work to do today. And I'm like, wow, this is a this is a defining book. Resistance at all costs. How Trump haters are breaking America. How does this end as it relates to Trump? You think he gets impeached and reelected? Do you think what? Well, I think Democrats make a uh, first of all, I think they put themselves on a path where they're going to have to have an impeachment vote. Right. And secondly, I think Nancy Pelosi, because she knows it would be too embarrassing, is going to you know, twist enough arms until she gets the number she needs. And then I think that is a massive mistake because impeachment, as you know, I know it's a political tool. You don't, you're not supposed to use it unless you have bipartisan support. You can make a serious claim where you get the American people to understand what you're doing. You don't do it in secret. You don't do it in hiding. I don't see how this doesn't backfire them in one way or another. And that's despite, by the way, Sean, I would note enormous backing and help and cover from the media in every single action that they've taken. All right, Kimberly, we, uh, we'll put the book on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, uh, bookstores everywhere. Resistance, parentheses, at all costs, how Trump haters are breaking America. Kimberly, great work as always. Thank you for being with us. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. I have been many times misquoted uh, from closed testimony that I gave on the Hill. So it's easy to quote someone from testimony that's not been released. That's frustrating. Um, that we would not have gotten the FISA warrant without the Steele dossier. Uh, that is not and has never been my position. What I have said is it is impossible now, having sent the request in 
with the Steele dossier and all the other information about Carter Page, it is impossible for anyone to say, well, could you have gotten it without that? Well, it was in there. I can't take it out retroactively. In the dossier itself, in those 40 or whatever the number of of paragraphs, uh, were there some good leads? Yes, yes. There was a lot of information that we could not... Uh, we could not disprove. There was a fair amount of information. A that lot, we, I want to repeat that. A lot of information that you could not disprove. That's right. There was a fair amount of information that we knew was accurate, but there are always questions with respect to timing. Right. Right. So when you get reporting from a source, uh, you have to determine, even if what the source is telling you is correct, you have to figure out, is there some other way he may have come across this information other than the way that he's representing? There is both plausibility, perhaps accuracy, uh, and but that it's not. It was not intended to be a definitive document. You, you're absolutely is, right. Is, is that, that it is raw source reporting? It's and the Steel, kind of thing you would do. It still presented it as such. It's the kind of thing we see often from sources. And we knew that Steele was working a number of different sources, some of which had sub-sources and sub-sub-sources, and he would represent that uh, in the reporting as any good source should. So it didn't come with his like imprimatur of this is all gospel. It was like, this is what I'm hearing. And that's how good sources report. Um, A lot of the information, some of the information uh, was consistent with reporting we were getting from other sources. So that's always to his credit. Steele had a history of um, of good reporting to us. He had provided information on other cases, cases about like Russian organized crime issues and other issues, um, information that was judged to be so accurate that it was used in things like arrest warrants and indictments. So he had a very solid track record and provided this information with, uh, you know, accurately describing some of it. He, you know, he thought was pretty solid. Others he yeah. made clear like, hey, I'm getting this from one person and I can't vouch for the source, the sourcing chain and I'm just giving it to you for your information. All right. There is never Trump or fake news CNN. Uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Carl Bernstein. I mean, there's never been a Trump story that he that he uh, didn't jump onto impeach, impeach, impeach. He's all part of that brigade. Anyway, interviewing former deputy FBI director McCabe and you know, here you got McCabe. Oh, I was misquoted. We never would have gotten the, the, the FISA warrant without the Steele dossier. Oh, really? OK, now, that's convenient. There's a lot of information in the Steele dossier we couldn't disprove. Well, excuse me. We found out that when the FBI finally got around to and, and disproving is not the standard of verifying, because remember, the FISA warrant says verify. And when they finally got around to vetting it, yeah, they disproved over 90 percent of it. And the Steele dossier was raw sources reporting. Okay, but if it's not verified and once you found out it wasn't verifiable because Steele didn't stand by it himself and under the threat of perjury in an interrogatory, he pulled back and said, I have no idea if any of this is true. So we know they knew it was unverified and we know why Andrew McCabe was fired. And that was the lying and leaking issue. We know they have been lying ever since on a lot of these things. Anyway, Sidney Powell is here to address this. We have other Spygate news. We expect either late this week, early next week. So I am told that the Inspector General report on FISA abuse and will go beyond it is going to be released. Uh, By the way, we also know Robert Mueller sought dirt 
on Trump from 13 foreign nations, a, a great piece in the Washington Examiner. But anyway, we hear it's going to be out very soon. And Sidney Powell is uh, addressing the issue of her client now, General uh, Flynn, by James McCabe, who wrote the op-ed about the Steele dossier. And it was involved in this interview. Sydney, welcome back. Thanks, Sean. Always great to be with you. And Sydney wrote the best-selling book about prosecutorial abuse and the definitive story on Andrew Weissman, who appears to be the real special counsel in her book, License to Lie. All right, let's talk about what we just heard there. Absolutely stunning that McCabe is out there, but I guess not surprising since he's trying desperately to justify his unjustifiable conduct in using the Steele dossier for anything. I've described it as smoke tied with bailing wire. They knew it was unverified and salacious and could never verify any of it. The test isn't what they cannot disprove. It's what they can prove. I used to teach federal agents how to write search warrants, and there's nothing in that that steel dossier that qualifies for information for any kind of warrant, much less a FISA application, which is the most intrusive kind of warrant anybody could ever get, and supposed to be used against foreigners, not Americans. The whole thing is beyond an outrage. They deliberately, deceitfully used information they knew was false and could not verify it. And at the same time, swore that it was verified. Well, they have to. I mean, this is the irony. As I listen to McCabe try and spin this, it has to be verified ahead of time. Well, we couldn't disprove it is not the standard for getting a FISA warrant, is it? No, it's certainly not. It's the opposite. They have to have information that is verifiable and reliable that they can swear to a court is true. None of this met that standard whatsoever. They knew they were getting thumb drives slipped to them from Clinton sources at the DNC and the firm Perkins Coy and from State Department Clinton cronies. One of the Perkins Coy lawyers slipped them a thumb drive, set up a special meeting with General Counsel Baker at the FBI. They were taking this information from anybody and everywhere, Nellie Orr at Fusion GPS through Bruce Orr. And then what really shows that they knew it was all baloney was they had fired Christopher Steele, and then they have Bruce Orr contact him in a back channel through DOJ and run that through Joe Pienka to get it back into the FBI. And pull in Andrew Weissman and Ms. Ahmad, who wound up on the special counsel team in that loop. It couldn't be more crooked and corrupt. It is the most corrupt. And if we get if they get away with this, there's no telling where this ever ends. This is this is the the Senator Schumer. Well, they'll get you six ways in Sunday. And we're now living it out every day because no president has had to live through what this president is living through with leaking transcripts and non whistleblower whistleblowers colluding with Adam Schiff and his team. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that I didn't do that. Uh, yeah, because you got caught um, and then finding out that, oh, yeah, well, the so-called whistleblowers relationship with with Joe Biden, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's never been this bad. But we also and the last time you were on this program, we talked at length about how Mueller was allowed by Rod Rosenstein to target Michael Flynn Jr. And I brought this issue up a long time ago. What I suspected was that they not only was General Flynn bankrupt and having to sell his house because he couldn't afford the attorneys, but at some point they said, well, your son was in business with you. We're going to have to, you know, crack down on him or you're just going to admit that you lied when even the FBI agents didn't think you lied. What can you tell us about the pressure tactics, the prosecutorial abuse that you believe took place? 
they used every kind of pressure tactic you could possibly imagine. I mean, it started, I think, in a way with the uh, targeting by the FARA section, even, who sent him a letter demanding that he register under FARA within a week or so of him being named National Security Advisor by President Trump, based on an op-ed that appeared in The Hill, which tells me that they had to have had him under surveillance prior to that, or Nobody would have paid a bit of attention to that op-ed. It was completely consistent with his views on Fatula Gulen and all the charter schools he's running at taxpayer expense. And uh, the, you know, just the whole thing was it started with that, and then the incredible pressure put on him from the uh, put on even Covington Burling from the Ferris section. One of the things I've learned recently is that they spent over an hour. Covington lawyers did with five members of the Ferris section, including David Laughlin and Heather Hunt and four other lawyers, I think, at least, you know, officials within the Ferris section going over the proposed Ferris registration and draft and consulting with them on how to do it all. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, unprecedented. So then you're right. You know, they, they put all this pressure on him from the Ferris baloney like they did Mr. Papadopoulos and threaten him with everything else they can find. Rosenstein gives them permission to target Michael Flynn Jr. And within a few weeks of that, of course, there's a guilty plea for somebody who's completely innocent. Well, I mean, where do you think you are with this? Because now with all the information that we have gathered here, I would think that there's probably a good shot at you getting this thrown out. Or I know at one point when you were not Michael Flynn's attorney, maybe this is not even a fair question because it may be different because you know more and you're his, his attorney at this point. I, if I recall correctly, I think you supported him withdrawing his plea. I did. I did support him withdrawing his plea, but you're right. <laughs> I know even more now, and the government misconduct I'm seeing and uncovering by the day just gets worse and worse. We've got a brief to you October 22nd in response to the government's brief. It's our reply brief on the motion to compel production of Brady material and to ask the court to hold the prosecutors in contempt for not complying with this Brady order. Explain what the Brady order to lay to lay people so they understand. Yes. The government has a constitutional, ethical, and legal obligation to produce evidence favorable to the defense. We've discovered several things. There's a January 30 memo inside the Department of Justice we still haven't seen yet that completely exonerates Mr. Flynn of being a, quote, agent of Russia. And the government, in their response, claims he was never accused of being a Russian agent in this case. Well, yes, he was, obviously, or there wouldn't be a memo saying he was not an agent of Russia. And the horrible part of this is this was all, he was cleared of everything. He was cleared of lying to the agents. He was cleared of a Logan Act violation, which was baloney to begin with, and they knew it. And he was cleared of being an agent of Russia while he was still in the White House. But do they tell the president that? Or they did tell Mr. Flynn that, but they didn't tell the president that. Well, let me ask you a fundamental question, though. I mean, I think obviously... You've got McCabe going to one of the friendly anti-Trumpers in the media mob, and that'd be Carl Bernstein. Okay, they're on the same page. Clearly, he's trying to get ahead of the inspector general report on FISA abuse and spin it his own way. And it's a spectacular tale. But how does he respond to, oh, General Flynn saying, well, I don't need a lawyer for these FBI guys, do I? When clearly he knew he did. And then James Comey actually bragging on tape. On stage, 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I did and something that I wouldn't now, have done in the in the Bush or Obama administrations. I sent my guys in, sure, to take advantage of the chaos. I put all protocol aside. Right. I mean, Comey literally said, "Screw it, just send them over." So they deliberately calculated this assault on General Flynn and. And the high-level group at the FBI, at least a half dozen people, met at length to scheme how to go interview him that day without him realizing he was under criminal investigation and, and just ambushed the daylights out of him. They wanted to, quote, keep him relaxed, end quote. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, uh, I thought we had something. Doesn't every American have to be read their rights and reminded of their rights? Um, Miranda rights where, you know, you have a right to remain silent. If you choose not to can, will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney. I thought that was standard. In this case, they purposely did the opposite. They denied him his constitutional rights. Is this how we treat a 33 year veteran three-star general in this country? Is that, is that now going to be standard? Uh, it certainly better not be. Right. I think Judge Sullivan, when he sees all of the actual evidence, which remember he's never seen before because all he had in front of him was a guilty plea. Stay right there. The great Sidney Powell. Wow. What a case this is becoming. Uh, buckle up. McCabe knows Fize is not going to be good. Otherwise, why would he be out there trying to get ahead of this? Uh, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, more of Sydney on the other side. And we'll get some of your calls in the next half hour as well. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. At 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We continue. Sydney Powell is with us addressing the maligning of her client, General Flynn. Now, James McCabe is obviously trying to get out ahead of the expected imminent release of the Horowitz report on FISA abuse. And apparently, according to our sources, this is going to be this IG report is going to go beyond FISA abuse. I think a lot of the activity in all the spying that has you know been coming out and whistleblowers that are not whistleblowers and Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. There's a lot of noise to distract from uh, what will be a very damning report is what I've heard. And so if that's the case, uh, Sidney Powell, are they successful at this? Because so far, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hear from people, sources of mine that, you know, James Comey has been referred now twice in two separate IG reports. We know he signed three of the four FISA warrants. We know they never verified it, even although he tried to spin it. Even McCabe is making that out to be. Do they get out of, you know, now? committing premeditated fraud on a FISA court to deny uh, an individual citizen their constitutional rights, deny your client his Miranda rights, his constitutional rights to an attorney and the right to remain silent? Are they going to get away with, you know, being able to backdoor spying on the Trump campaign transition and presidency? And we're not going to face indictments because, oh, grand juries in in Washington, D.C. are not going to go after uh, uh, any Democrats in any way. Yeah, that's that's an excuse. I can't imagine that Bill Barr and John Durham are going to let this conduct go unaddressed. I understand the, the leak issue per se, but the uh, false applications to the FISA court and other false statements that are very serious and the general scheme overall to uh, conspire to commit these fraudulent acts has to be prosecuted. We cannot let this kind of conduct go unaddressed. 
Where's Rod Rosenstein in your view in all of this? Now that we've discovered certain events, the timing of them are circumspect. And and while he denies, he says he was joking when it came to invoking the 25th Amendment. You got this new book out saying that, in fact, he did say it seriously. I think McCabe himself has actually said that and confirmed that. And that they similarly talked about wearing a wire on the president of the United States. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. But yes, they definitely did that. And there's no conversation that you could have about that that comes out any good way for Mr. Rosenstein. But my guess is he's been cooperating with the inspector general and did the whole time he was at DOJ once the investigation started. And he may be coming out better than anybody else. In other words, because you think that he saw the handwriting was on the wall and he flipped? Yes, I would think so. And I, from my sources and by just observing from a distance and following the story closely, I would argue that probably Lisa Page is part of that flipping. I am not sure whether she completely told the truth or not. I, I have some questions about her testimony, but she certainly tried to uh, get out of it as best she could. I and know. The, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. One of the, one of the key points here, Sean, is that. Comey never told the president about Flynn being cleared of these things. And it's even worse than that, because remember, Comey went into the White House the day after Flynn left. And the president then said, you know, I hope you can see to let this Flynn thing go. He's a good guy. Comey runs out of there instead of telling the president, Mr. President, we've already cleared General Flynn of everything. He he's clean. Comey runs out and starts the whole false obstruction claim against the president. He writes the memo that he then leaked later to charge obstruction of justice against the president and trigger the appointment of special counsel. The whole obstruction claim against the president was built on a lie just as big as the Russia hoax was. Everybody that I now meet, we we now the evidence is overwhelming. It's incontrovertible. And it starts with, frankly, stealing the the primary from Bernie that nobody cares about, I guess, but me. And then Hillary's violation of the Espionage Act and every subsection therein. And then, of course, the subpoenaed emails deleted and, and acid washed the hard drive and hammers. Then you got the unverifiable dossier, uh, number one, leaked to the media to influence the election. And parts of that did get out to the public. Then it's used as the basis for a FISA warrant to spy on a president, a, a campaign, a, a transition team, and then ultimately a president. And then, of course, you have the outsourcing, a spying issue, and whether or not we, in fact, had members of our intelligence, a counterintelligence investigation, the origins of the, of the counterintelligence investigation. Number one, it would have to be Barack Obama's counterintelligence investigation, whether they outsource spying on Trump and others for the very purpose of circumventing American laws and our Constitution. Do you believe that happened? Oh, I think there's going to be scads of evidence that happened. Stephen Halper in London, Alexander Downer, Mifsud, whose name I never can pronounce. Yeah, but Professor Mifsud. This is the the guy that Robert Mueller said 
was uh, Russian intelligence, but we now believe that, in fact, he was just the opposite. He was Western intelligence. He was on our team, supposedly. Exactly. I think he was working for the CIA, and I think there's going to be a lot of evidence of that. And then we also have uncovered in the Flynn case a letter dated January 12, 2017, from Sir Lyle Grant, who was the equivalent of the director of NSA in England, to the incoming NSA team, completely disavowing Christopher Steele and destroying his credibility. That letter seems to have strangely gone missing from uh, Mr. Clapper's domain. That's fascinating. You know, we're watching this Ukraine issue and it's uh, Washington Examiner. I wish I'd thought of this myself. Um, We now know as part of the probe that Mueller made 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence. Grand jury information collected during the investigation of Mueller was shared with foreign governments under federal rule of criminal procedure 6E3D. You'll know what that means more than anybody, which guides the manner in which the government can disclose grand jury information in national security and counterintelligence cases. So I guess it's okay, just like we had the the four senators, three in a letter, the other being from Connecticut, and that would be Menendez and Leahy and Durbin and Murphy. You know, they're all saying, well, you're probably not going to get aid. Just like Biden is is going to leverage a billion taxpayer dollars to get some Ukrainian prosecutor fired, which seems absurd. But you had Mueller working with 13 foreign governments to get dirt on Donald Trump. There was absolutely nothing these people wouldn't do to try to stop President Trump. I mean, we've just seen unprecedented abuses of our of every tool at our government's disposal. Every weapon of the criminal justice system, the Justice Department has been turned upside down and abused. Is this worse than what it was in License to Lie? I mean, oh, yes, yes. Do you think to lie were the test cases for doing this against the president? Do you believe we will get this cleaned up? Because from an as an outsider, I'm kind of looking at Chuck Schumer's six ways and Sunday comment. And then I'm looking at at other things that are going on. And I'm like, I don't know if we're going to get this done. I don't know if there's the appetite to do it. I don't see Christopher Ray has any urgency to clean up the greatest law enforcement agency in the history of the world. Well, Christopher Ray needs to be replaced with somebody who does want to clean it up. I, I cannot fathom why he is still there. I, I, I'm watching and I'm like, the best thing you can do for the 99.9% of people that are good agents that risk their lives for us and, and the good people in the intelligence community that risk their lives for us. And we hand them these powerful tools and it's abused at a level that, you know, you couldn't even think of for a, a spy novel, but it's happening and it's happening here. And if we don't get this right, in my view, it's it's very, very it's the end of constitutional republic because that's that's our rule of law. Everything exactly is based right. on our Constitution. That's exactly right. We have to fix this to preserve the rule of law and to save the republic. And it has to be done now. It cannot be delayed any longer. All right, Sidney Powell, uh, our thoughts and prayers with you. And um, I know you're working your heart out for General Flynn. Thanks for all you're doing. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Wow. Unbelievable. Back to our let's get to our phones. Lisa, Arizona. Lisa, how are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. I'm doing fine. Thank you. And I loved your uh, previous guest. And I completely agree with her that I, I wonder why Ray is still there. But I have a question for you. I also wonder why Horowitz has not released his report. 
because his delay is playing right into the hands of the Democrats and allowing them the time they need to do this impeachment, basically, a.k.a. coup attempt. You know, it's a great question. I mean, I guess the wheels of justice roll ever so slowly, uh, and, and it's not a cliche for me. Uh, I get the sense, it's only my, my sense, is that they are doing a complete, thorough job knowing that they've got to get this right, and that this, okay. it, I, I don't think you had a lot of people cooperating, and the numbers of documents that you have to sift through are enormous, and... And the testimony and then you have people that are impeding testimony and you're impeding document release and everything else. I'd like to believe it's that. I don't know. I it's the evidence to me is cut and dry, overwhelming and incontrovertible. The basic facts are in. They're not in dispute. All they're trying to do, though, is determine what the outcome is going to be. These things that have Hillary did violate the Espionage Act and subsections. She did delete and clean her hard drive and bust up devices. And in terms of that subpoenaed information, we know that all of these things happen with the dirty dossier. We know the outsourcing of spying with allied nations uh, to circumvent American laws that all likely happened too. So why is it taking so long? I don't know. I just, we have to hope that there are the few honest people that see what's in play here because it's a lot. And it is, as Sidney Powell says, in my view, a danger to our republic. Then you couple that with the mob and the media in this Project Veritas tape that will air on Hannity tonight. And you got one big web of a sewer of corruption. If they win, we lose the country. It's that to me. It's that serious. And that's why I keep saying it's an all hands on deck moment. All hands on deck election. I'll give you the last word. Well, Sean, I couldn't agree with you more. When you say hands on deck, I mean, we are literally at the precipice of losing our country. If these people are allowed to get away with it, Comey is out there bragging. And just the things he is saying is unbelievable. And I believe that if Horowitz had released his report a few weeks back, none of this would be happening. You know, instead, they would be dealing with uh, the FISA abuses that they perpetrated on the country. And um, and I just really feel that uh, that Ray is also uh, seems to be in the tank for Obama. And I just hope, like you, Sean, that Horowitz is going to do the right thing. And I hope that it will it will come out if it doesn't. And it's come out the way we want. I don't see how we recover because you'll only have emboldened these deep state operatives. The timing is very suspect to me, leaking on the president, never ending. And I will tell you, it is mind numbing. Everything they accuse Trump of, they themselves are guilty of. It's frightening. San Diego, David, next Sean Hannity show. Hey, Sean, you're a great American. Thank uh, you, sir. Question I have, my question I have for you is, is, is the Senate really in behind our president? So ever since Kavanaugh, it's I'm going to do this. Uh, Grassley, we're going to investigate. Graham, we're going to investigate. And I just don't see anything happening. They make great emboldened speeches, but where are they? Are they in the camp of Romney, Sass, and late Senator McCain? Or are they in the camp of Ted Cruz? You know, I, he raised really good questions. Um, I think it's a mix, to be honest. I think, you know, it's sad to me and, and why I'm so critical of the Republican Party. I'm not a Republican. I've not been a registered Republican most of my adult life here. Um, I did re I was registered as a conservative. I re registered as a Republican to vote in one primary because I wanted to be in the primary. I thought it was important. 
And then I re-registered as a conservative. You can register as a conservative, and that's how I view myself. I view the, the president as governing as a conservative. Republicans, 65 show votes, repeal, replace. When it mattered, nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. It was a hundred House Republicans had no appetite to do the real job. And then in the Senate, you have seven Republican senators that in 2015 voted for a straight repeal of Obamacare. When it mattered two years later, they wouldn't do it. They just would not do it. It is um, inexplicable. Last word. Yeah, what concerns me is that, you know, they're they'll run around and ask for this president's support who's doing a fabulous job with all the with all the arrows at him doing a fabulous job. They'll ask for him to be reelected and go out and support him. But when he needs their help, it's crickets. And it's just very, very frustrating. It is beyond frustrating. That's why I think the support is for the president, not for Republicans. Some are getting his support and and some are supporting him. Um, I, I look, if you don't like a style, put the style aside. Look at the substance of it. I would think that that is what the Republican Party once stood for, with a few exceptions. You know, maybe some trade policy, maybe, you know, issues involving foreign conflicts, the latest with Syria, et cetera. OK, there are some differences, always going to be differences, but there should be 90 percent agreement on the border, on tax cuts, on ending bureaucracy, on fair trade deals, on foreign policy, building our military. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. A powerful Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. The CNN fake news whistleblower. Wow. We've got the entire videotape. You can watch it. Also, Matt Gates forced out of a hearing. We'll have the very latest on the Biden. Oh, I'm not working with China anymore. And if my father's president now, I won't have any conflicts of interest. We got Kimberly Strassel. We have Alan Dershowitz, Sidney Powell. Also, uh, Jason Chaffetz. We'll check in with Jeff Lord, Joe Concha, and Pete Hegseth. A busy news night, 9 Eastern tonight, Hannity Fox News.